Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Welcome, hello, thank you for joining us. Happy to be spending our time with you and uh, love to have you listen to us and you can uh, hear, find us in all kinds of ways we'll talk about later. But uh, thank you for being here. Lots of news, lots of stories going on this week, both tech and otherwise. So, uh, Marsha, how are you? Ah, doing good, busy week, working on my book. It's coming out really good, so I'm happy about that. Excellent. So, it's all good. Well, good. Good. So it's been, uh, needless to say, it's been a difficult week for the people in downtown Miami. The, uh, wait a minute, this... not downtown Miami. See, this is crazy. Nobody knows the difference between Miami and Miami Beach. Um, And, and all the news media are talking about it is downtown Miami. It's not right. downtown Miami. It's in the middle of Miami Beach. Miami Beach is its own island that really only has two streets going north and south. And that's where I grew up. It's really a small town, and I grew up there. So I'm really kind of involved in this, and, and you can go ahead. But I just wanted to well, correct. No, it just, wasn't downtown Miami. Okay. I, it's just a, 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 unfortunately the Champlain Tower condominiums collapsed. And as of last count, they were still missing 100 people, which is 159. Is that what it is now? Yeah. yeah did just, you it, see the v- video of this? Uh, I have not seen the video yet, no. It looked exactly like, remember 9-11? The way the buildings collapsed from the bottom? Exactly like 9-11. Just terrible. This is really weird, mainly mainly because, now I grew up there. I spent my bulk of my life, and, you know, I worked for the Miami Herald. I was there since second grade. So it's my whole life, and my life. Apartment was like five blocks away from this place. So I know the area really well. I know how the buildings are built. It takes them forever. They put in concrete piles before they even build the uh, building, which are reinforced with steel. And they have sheer walls, which is what we have here in California for earthquakes, right? You know, to keep the swaying down. And they have floors of horizontal concrete slabs. Which, I mean, pretty much this is the gold standard of construction for for forever. And I lived there, and a building never fell down. <laughs> Miami is known for having all these old buildings from the 1930s, the Deco District on Miami Beach. They're all old buildings. They're all on the ocean. I don't understand why this happened. And, and from a personal note, my junior high phys ed coach is one of the people that's missing. In the building, oh, gosh, terrible. They did find some. Apparently, there were some structural issues that had come out in, in 2018. They looked at the building and found structural issues. So, and then today, be, you know, in in this article that I read from CNN, they discovered another study that uh, hadn't been found before that said it was just wonderful. The building was fine. It had some cosmetic work to have done, but right. no big deal. And just to correct what people are thinking, you look at the building and you say, oh, it's standing on these, like, looks like poles. You know, but those, the construction down there to prevent rising water from wiping out a building is that you put the parking lot on the bottom. And that way, if the water rises, 
it washes out the bottom. Even private homes in the Florida Keys where they really get hammered with storms and such, they're built the same way. You park your car under your building. Right. So, I mean, there is a building code, and, and I'm just very confused about this thing. And there was an interesting article by an architect in on CNN today. But even he's confused because these buildings don't fall down. This It's just... Uh, you know, I'm not getting weird, you know, with a secret plot or something like this. It's just very strange. I don't understand. It was built in 1981, for God's yes. sake. Yeah. <laughs> well, very sad, and hopefully they will find many more people. Because yeah, can you imagine good. living to 87 years old and having a great life, and then all of a sudden a building collapses on top yeah, of you? Just terrible, I mean, terrible. how horrible it, is this? Yeah. And then another odd story this week, uh, John McAfee or McAfee. I've never known actually how to pronounce McAfee. it. McAfee. I've always said McAfee. Um, and apparently he was found in a, uh, found dead. He had uh, committed suicide in a Barcelona prison, apparently, after they uh, said that they were going to extradite him to the United States. Because he's, I don't re- actually remember, maybe you do, Marshall. What was he accused of originally? Tax evasion. Here? Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, tax evasion. Just, isn't that what they get everybody on in the end they from got, Al Capone? That's how they got Al Capone. <laughs> right. Al so. Capone went down from tax evasion. Right. Uh, so, yeah, and just, you know, he was one of the driving forces in uh, in technology, created the uh, most widely used antivirus software for Windows, and uh, was a gazillionaire for a while, I guess. I don't know what he left in terms well, of industry. Well, the interesting thing about John is I met him in the 90s. Yeah, I wasn't smart enough to take any selfies with him. My girlfriend, Heather, was. And he was just a great guy before he went a little off the boards. Yeah. And it seems to me like all these billionaires go a little bit off the boards. Seems Um, like it lately. I mean, he was a pioneer in cybersecurity. And I remember in the old days, Mark, when you used to crex and moan about i can't get this mcafee software off my no, computer no no no. And, it was norton it wasn't oh, mcafee it was norton that i okay. always had a problem with yeah okay <laughs> yeah but i mean i mean uh, he sold his stake in the company in 94 for a hundred million dollars yeah and he lost a lot of money in the 2007 financial crisis, but McAfee was bought out by Intel for $76 billion in 2010. $7.6 billion. $7.6 billion. Still, I'll take it. So a lot either of money. Way, yeah. I'll take he it either way. He didn't get any of that. He had already sold out. Right. He had already yeah. sold it, as I said. But the thing is, he lost a ton of money and cryptocurrency and all kinds of stuff. He had to pay $25 million under a wrongful death suit by a Florida court in 2019, uh, whatever. He had, you know, a guy with all that money and all those brains. I can see why he got a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> I really can. Very strange. But uh, it's sad because he really was a brilliant man and he was a nice guy back in the day. It's It's just sad. So, yes, they did get him on tax evasion from the Department of Justice, and he was also charged with securities fraud with about a pump and dump about some Bitcoin or some something like yeah. that. He faced 30 years in prison if convicted on all charges. Which is and, a long uh, time when you're 87. 
He's not. Oh, no, he was so. seventy something, right? <laughs> I, I believe well, still so. a long time, regardless. <laughs> you know, what a, 87, 77, 30 years. You're not making it out of there. Yeah, he. Yes. he uh, but hey, he kept himself up. He looked good, you know. So, but he had a strange life, and I'm really sorry. He was a good person, and he did a lot of good in this world because he was the guy. He was the one who taught everyone about viruses in technology. Yeah, exactly. Sad. All right. So on a, on a more fun note, you right. found a story. That I want one of these. I've always wanted one of these in my backyard, and now I apparently well, I can get one really cheap. So what is now, it? Now we're going wild. So Alibaba has all these electric vehicles. Yep. And we've talked about some. We talked about a little truck, a little car, oh, the yeah, whole yeah. thing. This week, they hit the jackpot. Unfortunately, I don't have a piece of land where I could put it. Because it's so cool. Because, I mean, we all love to play with Tonka toys. Oh, absolutely. Right? So the first one is an electric excavator, uh, like a backhoe or digger. Yeah, I want And one it comes – it's not exactly a caterpillar, maybe a cat or a kitten because <laughs> it's a yeah. one-ton excavator and comes – And that's pretty good. Has a one digging ton, depth yeah. – has a dig well, but that's what it weighs. So no, you can no, imagine the right. shipping costs on this baby, yeah. right? Yeah, that's true. Right? <laughs> it digs a depth of one point six five meters. Okay, I'll give this to you in inches, sixty five inches. Has a digging radius of ninety five inches. So I mean, you're not going to be digging right back to uh, China with this thing, but no, it but you looks might be able to build like your own pool such. With it. It's like it's like if you've ever seen a bobcat. Oh yeah, that's what it looks like. It's it's on tracks, the whole thing. It's much better than a bobcat. And uh, I mean visually because I'm sure a bobcat is much better than this. And yeah, right. it has uh, batteries, which is great. But one ton is nothing for for a piece like this. And then there's a loader. And it comes with a one-yard bucket. A little electric workhorse is rated – for lifting 660 pounds. That's nearly half the machine's weight. Yeah, so I, I'm seeing a tilt. So this one weighs $1,455, has a pair of electric motors, a 1.8 kilowatt motor operating the drive wheels, and a 1.5 kilowatt motor running the hydraulic pump. And that one only costs $2,500. <laughs> the excavator costs $7,500. Yeah. But I'm looking at these things, and if you want to look, this is you could see it in an article in Electric. There are some electric mini loader videos on YouTube. It's amazing and such fun if you have a piece of land and you love construction vehicles, which who doesn't? Who oh, doesn't? Even this. living in Bob a city in New York, when you lived in a city in New York, they'd cut holes in the construction site walls so you could look through and watch it happen. Because it was I mean, just so cool. Well, apparently the equivalent one, I don't know who makes this, JCB, is $60,000. Mm-hmm. Now, it does go 30% deeper and has a 40% larger battery, but it's fifty grand more than this thing is. So, if you you know, if you needed something around your, you know, you like Marcia said, if you have a uh, some kind of land that you want to build on or whatever, pretty well, cool. never mind build on. I think you ought to get the two of these things and then charge people. To go run well, around on your land, and, yeah, and dig things and stuff, or you could start your own cemetery. Certainly, this is enough to 
to a cemetery Ooh. easily. Ooh. Hey, big money, big money. Um, you have to pay Alibaba using a credit card, PayPal, or Apple Pay. Right. And Alibaba holds the money in escrow until you receive your product. And the guy who bought it from Electric um, actually talked to the factory, got some little videos about it before he bought it. I mean, it's amazing. China is doing these little tiny EVs, but construction construction equipment is so fun. It's so cool. So I might there have you to go. buy myself like a a lot someplace, a vacant lot, and start buying all these things that are coming out of China. You know, the little car, the SUV. Yeah, or whatever, you, know, you know, and maybe you could use the two of these things to build a little. Uh, what were those little race cars? Remember, they used to have little race cars you used to go out and ride around well, they had the track. Malibu Grand Prix. Yeah, like one of yeah, those. Right. You build your own yeah. Malibu Grand Prix out right. there. I'm thinking this could really work. Very cool. Um, it, it's so cool. And the amazing thing is China is doing all this fun stuff. Where's the fun here in the U.S. in electric vehicles? <laughs> yeah. Well, they're a little more expensive than uh, what they're selling. Well, that's it makes the point. me wonder how long these things last, how, how how good the quality is. Do they last for a long time? Well, according to the people who've looked at them, they will last, but none of them are fast and none of them, like right. these, this equipment, actually do anything major. They're just fun right? to have. I mean, the spec sheet said the bucket was only 0.9 cubic feet of the excavator. I mean, right. <laughs> come on. I mean, yeah. But I'm not lifting that in a shovel, so it would be nice to have no. one of these. <laughs> there you go. Hey, so, so here's, a, here's cool. a shocking story, the next story. Shocking story. The fitness app on your phone is probably leaking personal data. Where have you heard that before? Did we ever well, talk about that a thousand times? <laughs> Well, you know, the thing is, and uh, I've been testing, uh, right now I'm wearing two uh, fitness bands, and I've worn an Apple Watch, and, you know, because I've been comparing what they say and what they do. Yeah, they're never accurate. They never look exactly uh, None of this nonsense is they're accurate, first of all. But wait, there's more. The more oh, part what? is that all this false or bad data about mm-hmm. your health is probably being sent and sold to health-related businesses. There you go. (laughs) But here's the good news. The information is so inaccurate, who cares what they look at? (laughs) (laughs) Except except if they start, you know, saying, well, you need an exam before your next insurance. Who knows? Who knows what they can do? The FDA recommends that manufacturers of medical devices, including app developers, be required to incorporate risk management into the life cycle of their products to help protect patients and users. Um, it wants app developers to address vulnerabilities. So the bottom line is these things are also leaking data. They're not just selling your data. It's leaking data. So, yeah, yeah but it wasn't, I'm thinking... You know what, I was going to say, it wasn't a lot of programs. It was only 20,000 Health-related <laughs> apps. I mean, that's not a lot. 20,000? No. I didn't even know there were 20,000 health-related yeah, I, apps out well, there. Well, it's funny because in the book I'm writing, they say, well, I, I, maybe I'll put something about, you know, health apps and stuff. Right. Then I realized how many there were. And that's I'm just crazy. saying, you know, your device comes with stuff. Use the device that comes with your stuff because it's not perfect anyway. You want perfect no, right. 
get a medical device. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I use, you know, as we talked about, I use my Apple Watch, and I use that program on my Apple Watch. Right. And like I say, it's wildly inaccurate. I don't know what's which one is actually accurate. But the best thing that those programs do for you is they give you an incentive to work out. And I find, you know, on the Apple Watch every week, ooh, you can win this cool, really virtual medal if you do this that much. Oh, this, Lord. you know, during that month. And no I'm wonder like, you guys yeah. are all hooked on that. <laughs> oh, we are. I'm telling you, you know, you get a reward. You don't get anything, but it's cool, and it does motivate you. Only, only and if you more do, I did see if you do ten thousand steps on an Apple Watch, you get like a little round of applause or something, which is kind yeah, of cool. something. Which, by the way, yeah. as we've talked about in the past, the ten thousand step thing. Was a completely baloney. Made up That's thing. baloney had, too. Had no yeah. medical use whatsoever. So <laughs> More just fake came news. Up with it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Fake news. So. So you uh, know, I just look at these things. Actually, the most accurate in my research for writing my book, and this isn't in the book, so I'll tell you. Right. There's a polar P O L A R chest band. That is the most accurate thing for measuring heart rate and heart efficiency. Yeah, That's the closest to a medical device. That's funny because I do my um, treadmill, which I use a lot, uh, did come with a chest band, and I haven't used it in a long time. And it's they sent are the, data the most the accurate, machine. but Polar P O L A R is the best. Interesting, and right, it's so- better if you're going to use one that comes with its own app, so you don't have to use Apple's app or Google's app. You're only right. sharing with the one with the company. Yeah, the minute you so- involve two brands, you're involved with two brands. Yeah, sadly. You know, so for many years, we've been recommending Western Digital. Uh, It's been a very, very good maker of disk drives, external hard drives. Uh, Apparently, you found a story that's not so good if you were backing up on your uh, um, WD My Book. My Book Live. Now, strangely, I'm looking at one of those right now. Yeah. I don't keep it plugged in all the time. I only plug it in when I need to use it. Hence, it's been sitting here for years and yeah. years. Um, it seems there's been mass incidents of disk wiping. Uh, it's been hacked. Surprise, surprise. Um, they're investigating. But what it does, it if it's connected to your home network, right? it could be fine for five years. Whatever this is gets into your home network somehow. It wipes all your data, all your family photos, all your everything, which is, again, why I don't leave my stuff plugged in. When I want to use it, I I plug it in. (laughs) I never leave my my external devices plugged in if if I'm not using them. And I didn't think this, you know, I really didn't think that somebody was going to go hack into it, but I just thought it was a good idea to disconnect it. But you see, this can even happen to Apple users because this is through the network. Well, this right. is a whole other computer. thing, and it, this is causing mass data destruction. So oh, yeah. bottom line, if you've got – hey, if you've got any hard drives, let's let's do that. Attach to your internet that you're not using every day, just unplug them, yeah, and they're exactly. safe. And you'll get exactly. news from us if there's a problem like this. And this is the MyBook Live, and people have been using these for years and years and years. Oh, yeah. And it's not um, the device. It's you know, it's not that the, the MyBook device was faulty in any way. They didn't lose their data because it collapsed. They just lost it because somebody hacked into it. Right now, you can still users can remotely access their files and make configuration 
uh, changes through the Western Digital Cloud Infrastructure to maybe retrieve some of their stuff. Uh, but Western Digital stopped supporting the MyBook Live in 2015. So yeah, there's a website called Bleeping Computer, which I've always used in, if I've ever been worried about a hack or anything going on. You visit Beeping, Bleeping, B-L-E-E-P-I-N-G, Computer. Right. And take a look because that's a heavy tech site, but that's where they lay down the cures for all this stuff. So yeah, there you be go. careful. Yeah. Okay. So last, uh, I think it was last week, I, I told people that if they wanted to and they had an extra $5 million to spend, they could go on, I'm trying to remember whose, do you remember whose ship it was into space? It was a- Jeff Bezos. Six, yeah. It was a, well, Bezos was going on it. I don't remember who was flying it though. It wasn't Musk's thing. It was somebody else, wasn't it? I can't. No, it was Bezos. Bezos' company, Blue Origin. Oh, it was Bezos' company. Okay. Yeah. So you could have gone up for a very brief ride into space for about four point eight to five million dollars. And I, I have to admit, several people said that's a little too pricey for me. Good. So you know, we've searched the planet as we do the universe, as we do for our by the week, and there is a company called Space Perspective. They're accepting reservations to fly a manned balloon, which frankly doesn't sound all that safe to me, but who knows, <laughs> uh, you know, um, to the cosmos in 2024. You can reserve your spot today for $125,000, so way cheaper than that $4 million bucks you had to spend on and the And it says it's a luxury spaceflight experience. Yeah. I, I mean, I like that I idea. You can apparently you can book the whole thing too, which they say is perfect for a uh, family vacation. Or you know, uh-huh. uh, they talked about bachelor. And I mean, if you're watching the Bachelor, maybe they'll send people up in the space thing. From, I mean, you know, from the they, they say there are reclining seats, a bar, a bathroom, a curved floor to ceiling windows provide 360 degrees of Earth throughout the six hour round trip journey. And by the way, the balloon is the size of a football stadium. So this isn't a little tiny balloon. It's a big honking balloon out there. Um, and they'll be doing it like in 2024. So, uh, you know, it, it seems cheap to me, Marsha. I mean, after yeah, last week's Yeah, and then one of Elon million, Musk's little uh, little satellites crashes into it and you drop to the earth like a rock. <laughs> yeah. And don't, do, do, I don't know, do women still wear um, pins in their hats and things like that? No. No, no. Oh, good. Because you don't, don't want to take one hats. of those pins. Yeah, you don't want to take one of those pins in, into a balloon because God knows if you well, hit it by accident. Well, I couldn't see what the balloon was made of, which was yeah. interesting. Um, I will say it's really cool looking. It yeah, looks but it's like not a- going to happen until 2024. Right. So you know right. what that means. Are you going to give some putts $125,000? <laughs> because no. <laughs> no. that's just to reserve your spot. Mark. Well, right, yeah. That, exactly. That's nothing here says that's the final price. No, it doesn't. You're right. It does not say that, which makes that's you wonder, right. you know, mm-hmm. how much you'd act. Maybe it is five million dollars to go on this thing, but at and, least it's a luxury event. You know, and, and they are the people kind of who developed the record-breaking Worldview Stratolite balloon. If you know about huh? that, Stratolite balloon. Oh, Stratolite. It uh, was like the Worldview or... Stratov. <laughs> it was a NASA project. And they were involved in it, and it went up for 16 days. Cool. And it was very, very cool in its day. All right. Very good. Uh, okay. So boring company, Elon Musk, is apparently, what, trying to widen their tunnels so they can take shipping containers? 
Now, this is the best idea I think Elon's had. Okay, this, this does it. Because the stupid little cars going through the tunnels, yeah, it's nice. It's a nice idea. But doing a tunnel for cars is one thing. But with the problems that we're having with shipping right. and the larger amounts of, you know, stuff that have to be sent across the country, shipping is our biggest challenge. Supply chain is our biggest challenge right now. And right. he's reportedly looking to build wider tunnels. Cool. Um, currently, they're 12 feet, and he's looking at 21 feet. And that way, you could put tractor trailers in them. Right. Now, that, that could really make a difference. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I mean, they're apparently the loops cost about $10 million per mile. They just <laughs> finished the one in Vegas, so I guess we'll see it at CES, assuming CES goes on in January. Um, the cost it better for have the air one... conditioning down there. That's all I yeah, have you're to not say. Kidding. Yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> the uh, The Vegas one costs $47 million uh, for, for a the 1.7 mile. Right? Yeah, well, 1.7 loop. mile loop. But yeah. it, to be honest with you, Mark, if when we go to CES in January, yep. Yep. I'm I'm not all that excited about going underground Nor into am a I. tube with a bunch of people who are breathing. And uh, this is how I think I caught COVID the first time. So I don't know. Yeah, you know, uh, I don't know. And, I'm going to try uh, and stay away from people. Yeah, it's probably not a good idea. And they do have, as we've talked about before, they do have uh, – uh, earthquakes in Vegas. Yeah. So I'm not so sure that I want to go. I've, you know, do, have you ever done, we have what? We have something in, in L.A., an underground something I in L.A. I won't go. I won't go. The Metro. I yeah, won't go. The no. Yeah. I was in an so, earthquake. I was at uh, Ground Zero for the Northridge earthquake. Nothing is getting me underground. Even, even <laughs> yeah. in, when I went to New York, I would not go back into the subway. But in other news, there's a startup in Switzerland that's already – planning on moving freight via underground tunnel networks. But unlike the boring proposal, it's using right. custom-designed autonomous modules rather than the globally adopted shipping container. Well, we got you. bazillions of shipping containers. Yep. If you can incorporate an existing technology that we have a ton of and make this work, I think it's genius. I do. I do. Go boring yep. company. There you go. Okay, so it is now the time of the show. Research the planets, the universe, and today we are searching. Who are we searching today? Uh, we are searching Lenovo for the buy of the week. Thank you, Hans. Uh, this is a really nice um, equivalent kind of ta uh, tablet laptop computer. This is from uh, Lenovo, which is a, a very good brand, not associated anymore with IBM, which they used to be originally. It's well, their they bought idea, it, yeah. Yeah, their IdeaPad Flex 5 AMD 14-inch comes in graphic gray. It's a, um, as I say, it's a 7-processor, 4700U processor. It uh, runs Windows 10. It has a 14-inch display screen, 8-gigabyte uh, DDR memory. It has a 512-gigabyte hard drive, one-year warranty. Uh, comes with an AMD graphics card, Radeon graphics card. 
a 720p HD com- camera, fingerprint reader, keyboard with a backlight, and of course wireless connection. Uh, normally this sells for $799, but you can get it on the Lenovo website, which is Lenovo.com, currently for $599.99. Uh, saving, you'll save 200 bucks off the price. You have to use the following code to get it, which is B-I-G-I-D. E-A-6, and let me give it to you one more time. It's B-I-G-I-D-A-6 to get the uh, IdeaPad Flex 5 AMD computer, normally for $799.99, now on sale for $599. And it sets up both as a computer or as uh, the equivalent of what a tablet would look like. Uh, So that's a nice machine. And I've never actually, I don't think, uh, back in the day I had an IBM computer. Not sure I've ever had a Lenovo. I think you have, haven't you? Yes, I had, uh, and I did some work with Lenovo. I have one Lenovo computer, giant computer, like a 29-inch screen right right now. But I don't use it that often, and their tablets, and their quality's always been good. Um, I just, you know, it's a good thing, and I like them very much. Well, there you go. But for some reason, they're not my (laughs) go-to. Yeah, nor am I, but uh, it's the IdeaPad Flex. You can get it on Lenovo.com, and you can get it for 200 bucks off. So 600 bucks for that powerful machine is a very good price. And that yep. is our buy of the week. Now, okay. your next story that you came up with is from the yeah. queen of the obvious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we're not going to mention the name of the writer, but I got to tell you, she's queen of the obvious in tech. Um, and it was about 10 abs, apps you need to removed from your phone now, and, and I want you to talk about them. But I just want to say, after reading the article, all this resides on your phone in your operating system pretty much anyway, <laughs> most of them. So well, yeah, you, they do. You run ahead with this. And again, don't download apps unless you really, really, really need them. If your phone doesn't do it, then think about it. Well, what's happening here is, you know, you we tend to all download apps. Ooh, that that, that seems like a really cool story or ooh, no, we you know, don't we'd all like do that. It. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of them, for example, some of them are um, in the gaming arena. So if you, you know, if you like puzzle apps, and I have to confess, I like them as well. Um, there's about 21 different, I'm not going to read every one of these to you, but you've got to be very, very careful about downloading because they have a lot of malware attached to them. Uh, yeah, I have uh, one gaming app that I have on every device pretty much, and it's a Sudoku app. That's it. Right. I'm done. Uh, I don't download anything else. Yeah, you want to be careful. I'm just going to read off randomly just a couple of games here. Uh, Shoot Them, Crush Car, Rolling Scroll, Helicopter Attack, uh, Assassin's Legend. There's a there's a bunch of them, and you can kind of Google what not to download. But um, so in the gaming, excuse me, in the gaming and puzzle arena, those are one you know some of the things you want to avoid. Uh, you also want to avoid on the iPhone and the Android cam scanner. Uh, well, you know, both cropping. phones, all Apple and Android right now do this automatically. You right. can scan text from your camera in case you haven't tried it. If you're on Android 11 yep. and I know on an iPhone, you can do this. You do not need an app. No, correct. Um, a lot of the astrology apps, oddly, apparently have a lot of malware attached. Uh, Astro Guru, Astrology, Horoscope and Palmistry. Um, that's ones you want to avoid as well. You don't want to download those kind of apps. Uh, don't necessarily use a faxing app. For example, there's Fax Zero. 
Uh, there's a number of different programs like that. You know, unfortunately, the sad part about the story is you don't know what to do and what not to do. You know, so I guess limiting what you download or make sure you're downloading from an acceptable source, not just you picked it up off the Internet. Uh, Logo Creator is another one uh, that they use the same password for your bank website. So, you know, once they get the password, then they can go and look at your other things. Uh, So there's a number of these, you know, kinds of QR code, QR code scanners. You could do this on your phone. You don't have to download a third party app. Yeah, exactly. Uh, dance. TikTok is famous for uh, their dance moves and things. One 10-year-old Italian girl strangled herself to death in a virtual blackout challenge, apparently, uh, in April. And so TikTok is something you want to be careful with, too. Uh, Especially so if you have children these... at home who yeah. are watching it because you have to watch out because of the content. If you're an exactly. adult all by yourself... Uh, you know, you get what you get if you want to look at TikTok. Sometimes it's very amusing, but it's yeah. definitely not for children. No, you want to be very, very careful with that stuff. Um, okay, you had a story about the Hubble Space Telescope. It's broken. <laughs> what? That's it? It's broken? It's a no worky. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of sad. I mean... We have 31 years of images from the Hubble, and we're running low on time. But the bottom line is that the main computer shut down on June 13th. Hubble's payload computer stopped receiving the keep alive signal that's a standard handshake between the payload and main spacecraft computers to indicate all is well. Right. Following the shutdown, they tried to restart it but halted it on again on June 14th. There's still a lot of life in the Hubble telescope. Although when you look at it, I don't, if you see a picture of it on the internet, it looks like a tin box with tin foil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What right. it looks like. doesn't look like much anything. But yeah. it's great, and it's out there and sending pictures. But based on early data, um, they initially thought it was a degrading memory module, and they have sent some people. Uh, up from the space station to replace parts and stuff in it. So who knows what's going to happen with it? I mean, the computer is from the 80s, but we know those things still work if you replace the parts. So we'll see the backup computer may resume operations. We'll see what happens. Well, there you go. Uh, big story out of Microsoft. Uh, they have announced Windows 11. It will be won't be coming oh. out till the fall, but that's their major upgrade. And there's a lot of changes in it. And you can kind of Google if you're interested in, you know, what it looks like. The whole new look, a whole new bunch of features that they're adding to it. It won't work on every computer that runs Windows 10. So you have to check on your computer system to see if it's actually going to work for your computer. Because So don't assume that just because you have Windows 10, you're going to be able to actually run the program. But they got a lot of nifty features. They're, they're trying to compete with FaceTime. You know, FaceTime, which is something that's only on the Apple computer. Well, uh, but you see, on, with... wait a minute, on, on Android and PC, you have Duo, which is exactly right. the same thing. Right. And it's just, exactly. to me, it strikes me as incredibly sad and selfish that the two companies can't get together yeah, on, on yeah. the product. It seems ridiculous. Well, I mean, apparently on this one, you'll be able to use what they call team video calls. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be available uh, if you didn't have it previously. You don't have a, uh, uh, the ability to do FaceTime. So that's kind of fun. Uh, they're going to have a new Microsoft store for Windows 11. 
Uh, they're going to make your computer more like an Xbox, which is kind of interesting. Uh, features like Auto HDR that uses computer intelligence to enhance the visuals in a video game. So if you're a gamer, you know, PC gamer online, then that's pretty cool. Um, and there's a, you know, there's a number of things that'll be very interesting going forward. But if you should take a look at the picture, just Google what will Windows 11 look like, and it's a it's a pretty cool looking interface, I must say, and and it's free. It's going to be free, no charge for the upgrade. Well, what's what's interesting? It's not coming till fall, right. and Microsoft already has a website set up where you can test your computer to see if it will work with Windows 11. But I wouldn't even be messing with it because I think it's going to change so much between now and right. fall that this is just a tech radio tech notice for you. This is going to mm. happen, and as yeah, it's more is revealed, we'll give you the information. But we don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm happy to see that they're using a different looking interface because uh, it's kind of fun to just not have the same old boring thing we've been using forever. They did that a little bit with a couple of versions. I remember, I want to say Vista looked a little bit different. Some of them look a little different, but this one looks uh, pretty good. So uh, we'll see how that goes. And, and there we are. Um, if you ever wanted to connect your VCR to your TV, your modern TV, Apparently, there are a number of ways of doing it, and I'm going to give it to you quick because we don't have a huge amount of time left, Uh, but first you have to look at the back of the VCR and the back of your television to see what kind of inputs you have. Uh, most VCRs use composite video, you know, with red, green, yellow connections. A three-cable connection. Right. And if you have those, you can just plug them into your TV, go to the input on your TV that's called composite. That will allow you to play those videos on your television, which is kind of cool. So, I, you know, I think that's a nice idea. Uh, if you don't have analog video input on your TV, you can actually use a composite or a component to HDMI converter. They're little tiny boxes. You plug your uh, red, white, yellow plugs into that RCA to D- uh, HDMI plug, and then plug the HDMI to your TV set, and that'll allow you to connect your old VCR to it, which is which is kind of cool. I think a, a lot of people want to watch their old uh, tapes. I have an old player that you know will plug into a TV um, that you know will burn to a CD. And so if you want to do that, there is a way of watching your old stuff, and I, and I think that's a cool idea. Yeah, I have to get to that because I have so many. And, of course, I didn't write on the labels exactly what everything is. Yeah, I, so I tried I, to do that. Yeah, and, you know, you figure, oh, when I, I get sick and I, I can't run around outside, that's what I'm going to do. Well, I got sick, and I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wanted to sleep. So this is something we all have to set a time for because videotapes are falling apart. They're disintegrating as we sit here. So we need to take a look at them and, you know, be ready to record the minute you put it in because it may not play for a second time. So... Yeah, exactly. Uh, and those are kind of fun. And, and it was hard when you said you, you didn't always write down what they were. Remember, those VHS tapes, which were remarkable in that, depending upon the quality you wanted to run it at, they would store eight hours of data on a single tape or video on a single tape. So, yeah. uh, you know, so it's hard. Uh, all right. Should we just skip on to movies and such? We don't have a, lo- yes, a lot of time go. left. Let's go ahead. Um, all right, I'm watching, I'm almost done with it, and kind of enjoying it. I'm a big Liam Neeson fan, and they just brought a new Netflix movie called The Ice Road, where he plays a, a an ice, uh, these guys, 
truckers. They, you know, they take their vehicles, these big gigantic, uh, what do they call 18 wheelers. And, uh, so it's a, it's a fun movie, exciting movie. And And this is on Netflix. This is on Netflix. It's free on Netflix. Well, what Uh, you're not remembering is that I took a vacation to the ice road, uh, minus 40 degrees. And I was not driving. We had an experienced driver and we went up north of the Arctic circle and stayed at a oil camp. (laughs) fun and well it wasn't exactly luxury and it was 286 steps to get a cup of coffee through yikes 30 30 inch snow yeah. uh but it was i've i saw things that i'll never see again and and i highly recommend the ice road is amazing and if you have a good driver it's safe it's a little exciting it's a little scary but definitely worth the trip don't go on a cruise Fly up there, take one of the uh, cr- uh, groups out of uh, what is the city starts with an A. Um, Anatoba? Uh, no, 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 no. Anchorage. Arkansas. Anchorage. Anchorage. <laughs> yeah, Arkansas is right there in Alaska. Yeah, it's right next R- to Right the out Alaska, of Anchorage, there are a couple, and there's the uh, Alaska Railroad, which is mm-hmm. a beautiful, we took that one way, uh, an 11 hour trip north. It was great. So Alaska's awesome. And what's the name of that? Because I want to sign up for that right now. Uh, the Ice Road. Okay. And it's on Netflix. And it's on Netflix. Yeah. And it's, um, it's fun. And it's entertaining. And, I, and I'm enjoying watching it. And I, like I said, I like uh, Liam Neeson. Um, now, I, I actually went on an Alaskan cruise with my daughter years ago. And we stood out and heard the, what do they call that when you hear the ice cracking? Uh, yeah. There's a ice word cracking. For that. <laughs> yeah. No, there's some oh, no. kind of word for that. I don't know that... that uh, that actually shows you, and you hear it, you hear the sounds of the ice. It's kind of frightening, actually. Uh, now, if you want to do that, you probably shouldn't watch this movie because the movie. Well, yeah, honestly, I did it, and there's a lot of drama because there was a TV series called Ice Road Truckers, uh, which is what got us interested in it. Scarier than hell. This is scary. It's not, but you know what? No one's got. The, the the amount of people who've gotten killed on the ice road are really limited, <laughs> and I they're mean, usually driving so. a giant truck, which on a freeway. Oh yeah, that's is, what this movie is about. Yeah, is hard enough to control on a freeway, right? right? Yeah. So exactly. you're getting back on the ice road, and this is literally a road that uh, that happens uh, in the winter with ice, and the government has little bombs on the side of the road. So that they explode snowdrifts that are going to come crashing, you know, like avalanches that are going to come yeah, crashing right. down the road. Right. They go out in the early morning and they have these looks like bazookas and they shoot them and they blow up the snowdrifts. So there are no avalanches onto the road. It's fascinating. It's like a place you've never, ever and will never see again. And it's here in the United States. So yeah, definitely. Se- yeah, seems pretty cool. Uh, I also, this morning I was watching Netflix and a, a notice came up and said, would you like to upgrade for four bucks a month to HD, UHD video? And I kind of did a little uh, looking on the internet to see whether it was worthwhile. And most people said it actually was. So I did do that this morning. So now I'm seeing a lot of 4K stuff on uh, Netflix, uh, which is not cheap now because Netflix has suddenly gone from what used to be eight bucks a month to 18 a month. Uh, if you add this extra four dollar thing, but if you were into video as I am, so you're saying I should be as really nice to my daughter for uh, yeah letting, for four bucks a month upgrader. <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely... uh, no, I'm using her account. 
Oh, you use her account. Oh, you definitely yeah. tell her to upgrade it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because you get much better picture quality and such, and uh, so that's kind of fun. And, uh, you know, now that I actually went out and bought my new TV a couple of months ago and have, you know, the 4K UHD, there's a dramatic difference in watching 4K video as opposed to the 1080p. It's just remarkably different. Sometimes not so good when you see your favorite celebrities really up close that don't look yeah, as good. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. when I see that, it just convinces me why I never wanted to become an actress because of those close-ups, when your face yeah. is like six feet wide, and every pore on your face is showing, no, I don't, I don't want that. I, I know, that. I hear you. Uh, just started watching on Apple TV uh, Physical, which is okay. It's with Rose Byrne, who's a very good actress, about a girl back in the eighties who decided the Jane Fonda to... workout days. Yeah, yeah, kind of that same basic thing, although it's a little bit um, different. And then the other one, have you seen? It's on AMC. Uh, Kevin can go F himself, and there's a bunch of little asterisks in there. Yeah, really not strange. Watch that. Not it, you know watch what? That. It was actually entertaining. It, it, they kind of bill it as a comedy, but it's really more of a drama, nope. and the guy is completely horrible. I don't want to see show Kevin F himself. Oh, I'm not, yeah. There's too much other stuff to watch. Like the yeah, Karate but, Kid is coming back July 1st. Wait, so, July 1st for the new season? Part three? Really? I thought it was later in the year. I hope that's right. July first. I didn't think it's they were on, coming back that quick. I saw, it's on the PC Magazine page. I'm looking at. I it right hope now. so because because I love it. it. Was great. We absolutely loved it. So that was kind of fun. If you've never seen on July first on Netflix, Air Force One, great movie. Oh, it's the best. Uh, yeah, it's just a great. There's one line which I won't tell him that. That's always been my favorite line in a movie about him. Uh, what's his name? Harrison Ford plays the president of the United States. So if you're looking for a really fun movie to watch and and very wildly entertaining, you know Harrison uh, Ford has never screwed up a movie in my opinion. No, he's There's, great. I hear the music, Mark. Say. There you go. Hey, listen, everybody, uh, have a great week. Please don't drink and drive. We want you back with us next week. Don't go away. And this is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen and Hans at the board. We're loving sending this to you every week, your daily, your weekly batch of tech. So please, at Marsha Collier, let us know what you like or not like about the show or email us at... What's our email address? You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.